Hello, everyone. Theron here with your April charity announcement. This month, across three New England states, including mine, 30,000 workers at our main grocery chain, Stop and Shop, are on strike to keep fair wages and benefits in their contract. This is a huge deal, but it's kind of hard to keep a podcast updated on a situation like this. So, this is how we're moving forward. First, we're putting a link to their petition in the show notes. Please sign it. Second, assuming they don't come to an agreement this weekend, I'm going to go down to the picket line in my town and bring them snacks. Third, if this stretches on, our donation for April will be going to whatever relief fund is set up to make sure the picketers can feed themselves and their families. If instead everything works out well and quickly, we will be donating this month to the Museum of Work and Culture in my city, Winsocket. It's a really cool museum that educates about the history of the labor movement in the Blackstone River Valley, which covers uh, most of the state and portions of Massachusetts as well, I believe. That's it for this month. On to the show. Hello, Craig. You better be sending this to the right place, dude. I'm going to be pissed. Hi, I'm Livy, and I play Isabetta, the probably evil enchantress. Hello, I'm Sarah, and I play Kishori, the Asimara paladin of Utu. Hello, I am Theron, and I play Lydia Tamarovna Barsakov, the orcish warlock. And I'm Nikki, the current game master and your guide to fantasy Earth. Well, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Roll Like a Girl. Uh, I am your host, fantasy historian uh, Nikki, uh, here with me gaggle of girls um <laughs> we're having some problems this morning uh it's been fun so let's chuck on through uh i'll go ahead and recap because i'm already talking so uh last time we played the girls made it back to venice with duke rundar who had been under the effects of some sort of unknown magic um he has been remanded into the care of his people and the head of the Golden Crane Society, Aminet Fireeye, has charged the girls with finding out more information about the dark eye in the, in the desert and suggested the best place for them to start would be to hit up the globe, which is a magical artifact that is housed in Rome um, in the Cartographer's Guild. So um, they went back to their homes, said hi to their friends, their family, their loved ones, their gods, their butlers, their, <laughs> islands. their islands, all of the above, <laughs> and uh, that's where we left off. So, um, oh, I didn't even talk to Livy about the spells I gave her. Livy, did you see your spells yet? I haven't. I, I think it's going to be a fun surprise for me whenever I have to cast a spell, because I'm not looking until I have to. <laughs> okay, um, I did put some more spells in your spell book, and I made a list for you in your journal of what oh, the spells you did. are. I, I see it. And I fixed all your spells. They will actually put out spell damage rather than just a text block. So Thank you. I love you. Just want to let you know that. I love you, too. <laughs> uh, okay. <clears throat> okay. Um, so you guys have gone back to the society and you have another voucher for teleportation. 
um, with the... He's basically your Q equivalent, um, the snarky elf who, uh, his name I've already forgotten because it's been a couple episodes since we talked to him. Um, oh, Findir is his name. And um, whenever you're ready, you can take the teleporter over to the grand city of Rome. Oh. Unless there's anything else you guys want to do first. Um... Let me just make sure I don't need to go shopping for anything else. I'm pretty content with what I have. I do have a lot of money, though. Mm. Mm, I think I'm good. I think I'm ready to go. Okay. I don't think I'm going to buy anything. Um, no, I'm good. Anybody else? Nope. I mean, we just came off like a half shopping episode, so I think we're good. Yeah. <laughs> That's very true. Okay. Then um, you guys go down and talk to Findir. And again, he's a high elf. Um, he's got little glasses. He's just kind of a dick. He's uh, a sassy high elf. He is a sassy, <laughs> sassy high elf. And um, he just sort of gives you the, Ugh, fine, get on with it. And um, very easily, quickly, you guys are... Um, I'd like circle. to teleport as slowly as possible. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm also tempted to uh, encourage Isabella in this way and assist her. I mean, that's fine. We'll take a step yeah. and I'll stop and look, Did you get this? And then we'll take another step and stop and I'll look at her. And go, what about this? Do you think we need to go back? We'll back up a couple steps and then we'll go forward again. And just that's not me. I think Isabella leaves the room three times. <laughs> <laughs> To make sure she has all this stuff that she's uh, getting told she needs. Findir actually pulls into his desk um, there by the teleportation circle, opens a drawer up, and like staring, like locked eyes with Lydia, pours himself a <laughs> shot of something. It's like four, it's like it's like eight in the morning. He pours himself a shot and drinks it, and then like goes through three more shots, just like staring at Lydia. Just every time she leaves the room, he takes a shot. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate that Isabetta is now like outsourcing her mischief. That's gonna be <laughs> real good going forward, I think. I can't hold it back sometimes. <laughs> I know you can't, boo. I know. It's it's amazing. Okay. Well once you guys finally get your act together, a vaguely drunk elf um gets up to cast a spell and he looks kind of like squints at his bed and says, "Didn't Kishori said she, or not Kishori? Aminet said she was gonna make you take care of this, but whatever." And then he, um, excuse me, <laughs> and then he goes to cast the spell once you guys are finally there, and uh, there's a flash of light as the um, sigil powers up, and then with a poof basically you guys are teleported away from venice and appear in rome now um anybody who wants to can make a history check Ooh. Ooh. and 19 for my history i got an 18 i only got an 11 digits <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, which is funny because you've worked for them the longest, but that's uh-huh. that's okay. Um, all of you know that um, 
Rome was just sort of a piddling city for much of the recent history, um, because again, no Roman Empire, no church, no Vatican, any of that. Um, about 250 years ago or so, um, the great gnomish inventor, Leonardo da Vinci, came into a giant influx of money from somewhere and made a deal with all of the uh, crafters' guilds to bring their head, the head of all of their guilds, to this city and remake it as a, basically a, I don't want to use the word mecca, a uh, uh, gathering place of all of the best craftsmen in Europe. Um, so all of the so major- da Vinci is responsible for this entire place. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Isabetta's gonna be disgusted the entire time <laughs> we're here. <laughs> and um, Isabetta, you suspect that the money he got out of nowhere came from a very particular place. Oh, she is so disgusted. <laughs> I really um, want to know what her beef is. <laughs> uh, oh, man. The whole city is sort of, um, much like Vatican City in, in the real world, is kind of outside of the purview of the Venetian Republic. <clears throat> it's its own little crafter city-state here, where... All of the great palaces of industry exist. And um, one of the biggest attractions here, beyond even people who want to, who are moving up the ranks of their guild and want to become part of leadership, um, is that the Cartographer's Guild has this artifact called the Globe. Um, and we talked about it a little bit last time, but it's a. Um, one of the former heroes of the realm um, used a wish to create this for the Cartographer's Guild. And no, none of you have seen it in person, but it's housed here and anyone can go look at it if they want to. There's just... Sometimes there's a big line, sometimes there's not. You're not really sure what to expect when you get to the guild. Um, and none of you have a craft or background, right? You're a noble and a... I don't even know what Livia is. Livia, what's your background? <clears throat> I think you're gonna have to look, my guy. <laughs> oh, right. I rec- I recall. Never mind. <laughs> right. We're keeping our secrets. Oh, I don't have Kishori's background. Uh, Were you it's just more acolyte. Like, yeah, it's a um, merchant family, and then into the acolyte life. Okay. Cool. The closest thing I have to a crafting skill is forgery. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fine. Um, none of you took guild artisan as your background. No. So. You have thieves tools. Mason's you do tools. have thieves tools. It's kind of crafting. You're crafty. Crafty. Um, that's fine. Uh, that just means none of you have a uh, leg up with any of the guilds here, uh, basically. Um, and when you, you, you teleport in and... The teleportation circle for Rome comes into the center of the city. There's a, a wide plaza here where the um, circle is situated. And this is so that 
anyone who teleports in, even without the teleportation circle spell, gets anchored here. Um, it's very hard in a lot of these big cities to teleport in to, say, somebody's house specifically, because the anchor of the teleportation circles will drag all but the most powerful spellcasters to the central location. Um, which you have experienced before in the bouncing around you've done for your job. Um, all of these big cities have these circles. Um, I like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's much more almost like um, airports or something mm-hmm. where it's everyone comes through to one particular place. You can't land a plane in somebody's house. <laughs> Accurate. I mean, you could, but repercussions. Um, so um, there's a lot of people here. When you guys arrive, it's pretty early in the morning. Um like eight or nine in the morning it's it's very early uh do you guys want to head straight to the cartographer's guild or do you want yes. to yeah look around? okay we're we're on a mission mm-hmm. let's go you're on a mission all right cool beans um there are actually because this is a very utilitarian city um in several locations around this large central square there are maps of the city laid out with um like like mall guides almost like you are here and then all kinds of different places marked with directions and how to get around uh so who wants to spearhead the effort to walk through town to get to where you're going isabetta's gonna deliberately step where whoever in front of her is stepping she's disgusted she doesn't want to be here (laughs) So you're just following people around? Yeah, she's going to be like, I can't even look at this person. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I, then, uh, I'm not like particularly good, but I'm happy to lead the way. Sure. Um, unless Kushari wants to do it. Uh, Either way. Yeah, no. Um, if I think I know where... The- okay, hold on. Do I know where it is? That's the big question. Sure. Okay. Um, then I will... You can do- uh, well, I would go ahead and, and you can look at one of the maps and, and see if you can get your bearings. Mm-hmm. So um, you could make an intelligence check with advantage. Oh, no. <laughs> intelligence check with advantage. Unless you have survival. I'll let you do survival oh, instead well, if you have survival. Um, I mean, I have well, a Well, survival advantage. isn't a negative for me. 13. <laughs> this is such a weird party. <laughs> Okay. Um, you take a, you guys look at the map for a really long time, actually, and you're like, if Isabetta would just help us with this, we'd be great. But she's just like <laughs> staring up into the sky, like looking at the clouds at the, the coming with dawn, and she's like mumbling to herself in vaguely archaic Italian. Um, this is almost as angry as when, when, um, Aneka was making jokes about books the other day. So you're not really sure what's up. Um, but Kishore, you think you got it. You think you're just like, okay, got to go down like this way and then take a left at this building. And then you think you, you're pretty sure you got, you can figure out how to get to the cartographer's guild. Okay. 
Yep, I will lead the way. I will also kind of, um, with the recent attack that we were a part of, um, I will be also checking behind our backs just to make sure that we're not being followed by anything weird. Um, my paranoia is a little high today. Okay. You can um, then make a perception check. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Another stellar skill for the party. That was a oh, that, uh, uh, that was a two. Um, actually, I should not two. have been that advantage. Wow. It was actually a yeah. That was a I'm pretty well, sure that was close to a natural one. Yeah, that was a natural one. That kids. was a natural one. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, it was. Um, you're a little surprised actually by the architecture of the city, and you're really focused on keeping headed to where you're supposed to be going. That you you sort of get tunnel vision mm-hmm. a little bit. That makes sense. The, um, all around are basically palaces of the different artisan guilds. So like the woodworkers guild, the weavers guild, um, all of those carpenters, all the craftsmen have these sprawling complexes that lead out from the central teleportation square. Mm -hmm. And, um, each of the buildings is wildly different from one another. They all span like several blocks in each direction. Mm-hmm. Um, you see a lots of young people that are in, um, making a gesture like you can see me, like uniforms almost that are different from place to place where people are coming and going, probably to go to learn or to work or to teach. Um, even here in the morning, there's quite a bit of uh, bustle around the city of all of these craftspeople getting to work or going to learn all of that. And you sort of pay more attention to that and where you're going than to anything else that might be happening around you. Okay. Well, that's fair. Well, I'll just keep going. Okay. The uh, Cartographer's Guild, when you come to it, is just as big as all the others. Um, there are... It's a beautiful building. Um, it's actually a little bit more lavish than a lot of the buildings of the other schools. And on the outside of the walls are all of these um, mosaic patterns that have been inlaid on the walls the whole way around. Um, and from what you've seen of maps of various parts of the world, you think this is a stylized representation of all of the continents of the world on the outside of the building here. Um, it's okay. <laughs> Isabella, despite your your best attempts, you think it's really pretty. <laughs> it's whatever. It's fine. It's fine. Um, there is, however, already a line forming at a side <clears throat> door of regular looking people. There's about ten people underneath um, a sign that says, uh, like a large sign next to the door. That says, um, visitors to the globe, please enter here. Um, and it's another, it's a, it's a side door, so it's not as big as the main entrance, but it is still, um, fairly grand, big two double doors, but there's a, um, like a rope, um, in, in front of it, and people are only being let in, in either one at a time or in groups if they appear to be together. Okay. How long is the line? There's about ten people there, um, so you're not you're not sure how many of them are together or if they're all individuals. 
Do you want to get in line or do you want to do something else? I will get in line. Okay. I will hold our spot in line maybe... if, if you guys want to go something, do something else. I will I will spot save. If I pretend to faint, maybe they'll bring us inside. I was I was thinking about girl. just like throwing around money or privilege, but we can wait if you want to. I wait. mean, if that's uh, <clears throat> Kashori will do, of course, Kashori will do the obvious thing first. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to try and do that, um, there. Or Libby, I, I would be amused to see it, but I will still stand in line just in case either one of those plans fail. I have zero money, so <laughs> that's going to be a you thing, my guy. <laughs> also, to be honest, since Nikki said that it looked like a mall directory, I really wanted a pretzel. So maybe Lydia will just go get snacks while you Ooh, while you hold our spot. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you I'll give you a couple gold to get me some pretzels. Okay, maybe some of the that sounds great. Like the car- um okay so pretzels haven't been invented yet okay (laughs) um i will let you get pizza though because we're in italy okay yeah i was gonna say has pizza been invented (laughs) (laughs) so yes i I picture myself coming back with like a stack of those little cardboard containers that they give you at sparrow (laughs) yes yes you can come back with all kinds of delicious garlicky uh, bread product. Nice. Um, We're camping out to see this. <laughs> um, yeah, and um, Kishori just roll me a die twenty. A die twenty. Okay. Just a flat die twenty. I can do that. One. Jeez. <laughs> another natural yeah. one. Okay, so um, it turns out that natural all ten all ten people in front of you are there by themselves, and so. It takes um, another, like, two hours oh my if gosh. you guys want to wait before it's your turn. If it takes if it takes two hours, I will probably say to Isabetta, like, okay, so why do you hate the city so much? <laughs> I don't know what you mean. I think it's a lovely city. You are standing here with your hands covering your eyes so you don't have to look at the city. <laughs> What's going on? It? I'm sensitive to light. Isabetta, <laughs> we've been outside in daylight together at the same time. You're not sensitive to light. <laughs> I you do know, know that. that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't lie to a paladin. I know these things. Maybe I've been hiding the fact that I'm sensitive to light because I'm embarrassed. Do you ever think about that and now you're making me focus on what I'm embarrassed about? What is wrong with you? I know your dramatics. You're being dramatic. (laughs) And now you're accusing me of being dramatic? simply stating the fact. How dare you? (laughs) I was thinking that, yeah. Do whatever you want to, my dear. That, yeah, then she just drops to the ground. Okay, I would like you to make a deception check. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Oh, God. 24. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, so she's going, and now you're just being dramatic, and then, <gasps> like, she gets all red in the face and just drops like a stone. <laughs> oh. And, um, let's see if the guys around here notice that. No. Okay. Um, 
I'm very yeah. much nervous now. Of, we, we, we all think that she actually passed out. Yeah, basically. The, um, you guys are about, like, there's only, like, two people ahead of you in line at this point when this goes down. And the two unfortunates who are at the, at the door, they're, like, teenagers um like like summer job level interns and they um it's a it's a boy and a girl and they go oh my god are you okay and um they rush over to uh where Isabella's collapsed from the ground and um they start like ineffectually checking her like her pulse and making sure she's breathing and checking her forehead Um, her eyes are closed she's a limp fish fantastic let's see here let's roll another 20 oh my god um oh she seems okay oh gosh um uh and the the poor the the boy looks at the the two people ahead of line in front of you guys who are looking horrified um you like i'm i'm so sorry uh what we'll, we'll just um we're gonna have to bring her ahead in ahead of you if that's um and it'll just be a little bit longer and and then uh i'm i'm very sorry and the um other two people are like that's fine that's just fine um we are probably gonna hurry after like you know concerned yes sure (laughs) and i would like to use prestidigitation like smelling salts okay to try and wake her out of her after we get in yeah yeah after we get in okay I'm gonna, I'm gonna take advantage. Oh of yeah, it. I think you would. Um, and then I'm gonna, and then I'm gonna be concerned. Okay, so they lead you past into the into the building, past the rope, and there's a little waiting room in here, um, with a like a a little couch, and they the um, young man who actually seems pretty strong and Isabel is not that big, um, lifts her up and and carries her over and puts her on the couch and uh, says, "I'll I'll go see if there's a, um, I'll set, send someone to fetch one of the one of the doctors." Thank you. Are they both leaving? Both uh, the boys? Yeah, the, they both go back outside. One goes back out to placate the rest of the people in line. As which soon pe- as they're out, oh, Isabella sits up. <laughs> I do wait for um, Lydia to do smelling salts on you. Or are you just going to wait until they run out? Sure, if she wants to. Well, no, because I'll entertain if, it. You ju- if you just wake up, I'm still going to do the smelling salts as, like, you bitch. <laughs> we were worried. And then you just have, like, this wave of horrible odors in your face. <laughs> well, I think I... Oh, no, I don't. I have... What's thaumaturgy? Uh, like thaumaturgy makes like a, it, like, ex- amplifies your voice. It's similar. Yeah, yeah. it's really loud. Yeah. You can make live noises. You can make stuff move a little bit. Um, I'm going to do thaumaturgy and be like, I'm sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> the, so across the um, little waiting room is a, is a smaller door. Um, and after a, a moment, whoever had gone in ahead of you guys comes back out and sort of like gives you the wide-eyed stare as they sort of rotate around the room giving you wide berth and then hurrying out the uh the front you guys are kind of scary the three of you together um you're pretty serious looking yeah Charlotte looks pretty fucking annoyed um, right now <laughs> <laughs> no doubt no i'm doubt. gonna snatch an empty pizza box from kashori and start fanning myself with it to for when the doctor comes in <laughs> and checks on me so i can look faint. 
are you going to wait for the doctor or are you just going to go in? Oh, you're right. Let's just go. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't care. Yeah. You can wait for the doctor. I don't want to wait for the doctor. I don't either. Okay. Let's go in then. Okay. Artifact. She told who had the last two people in front of us to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I waited for the perfect moment. <laughs> you guys go through the smaller inner door and it leads into a probably uh, a, a like a 20 by 20 foot room with a, a high open uh, it's it's a big square with a holy round and for the most part it is featureless and white um, on all six sides at the very center of the room is a small pedestal that comes up about um, three feet off the ground a little uh, pyramid-shaped pedestal, and um, there's a, a little beam of light uh, with a with a dot at the top of it. Uh, Do you yeah. approach? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Are there like uh, instructions? <laughs> no, there are not. Okay. Um, when you get close to it, actually, when it's, you're about within five feet of it, um, the little dot of light expands out into a uh, it's probably about two feet in diameter um, globe of light that is uh, starts out just as blue and then it um, sort of like resolutions in and you can see all of the continents on um, the outside of the globe. They're all, um, it's all light and so it looks like a hologram and it's all, there's, but you can see shifting clouds Huh. And um, all kinds of things on it. Uh, a moment later, there is another little flicker of light, and a figure appears next to the pedestal. And it's um, another hologram, so it, it, he's see-through. But it's an older man, probably. He looks like he's in his uh, early fifties. Uh, long hair, nice beard, wearing robes, and he says. Greetings. I am Salazar Vex, former Archmage and Curator of the Globe. I am here to help assist with your search. How Do may I, I know you? who Salazar Vex is? Uh, you make a history check. Let me get back over there. I can't find my mouse, <laughs> so I'm just using a little pad on my keyboard. Um, history, you said? Yeah. 25. Okay. <laughs> Uh, you do know that um, Salazar Vex is the archmage who created the globe, um, but he has been dead for some time. So I never knew him. No, uh, he okay. was he was dead before you were born. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, and um, he says, "I am here to assist with your queries." Um, what can I direct your vision to now? Okay, so I tell him we're looking for an anomaly. It looks like a, a big titan's eye. It should be in the desert somewhere near Timbuktu. Is that the right city? Yes. He says um, he the image pauses and it like closes its eyes for a second and says, ah, yes, I can help with that. And then the globe 
swirls and you see the horn of, or not the horn, the, what is that what it's called? The bulged side of Africa? Uh, um, no, but I don't know what it's called. I don't remember what it's so. called either. Yeah. Uh, There's uh, something called the horn of Africa, I think. I'll yeah. let it keep going. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. So it, um, the globe swirls to that side and um, seems to, the surface of the image looks like it zooms in, but at the same time on the wall, across from it, the big white wall, a projection appears of that area um, that starts to zoom in as well. Um, and after a moment, it stops to where you can see the entirety of the eye there. Um, and you can also see that there is still this black pillar uh, coming out from it. And the image of the Archmage says, that's odd. <laughs> it is. Is this correct? Uh, Nikki, would we know if this is like a live quote unquote feed of the eye? Yes. As far as you know, this is a, everything that you see on the globe is lifetime. Is there a way we can like can... look closer or is this as close as it can get? I will attempt to zoom in further. Can we poke it? <laughs> The the image of the guy turns to look at Isabetta and says, I would not recommend it. <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, feel free to try it out. And then the image comes in closer. And you can see as it, as it gets in closer, it actually looks like the whole area around the eye between the rings sort of flattens out. It looks like almost nothing as you get closer and closer to it. And it's only when you're really pulled out for it that you can see that it looks like all of these concentric rings and um, it's daytime because it is a live feed so it's daytime where he's looking which makes the black pillar look all that more um, obvious Menacing. I, was, I, was, I was like <laughs> I was like ominous isn't what I'm looking for but yeah it, it's very distinct very clearly you can see it and um you can, as it, he zooms in closer, you can see that it looks like there are figures moving around, around the edge of where mm -hmm. this hole is. And as it gets closer, it looks like the hole of the um, opening is actually not very big. It's maybe a hundred feet in diameter. Um, and there are human-sized creatures moving around outside of it. Um, but as he's, as the image is zooming in, it's also pulling around to the side a little bit. So it's not going straight into the bar of darkness. Um, and to the point where it stops, where it still looks like it's about, it's, it's still pretty far away. It's, it, and he's like, the image of the guy says, I apologize. This is as close as I can get the imagery. Um, Kishori will focus on the figures that are moving. Um, are any of them clear enough to make out to see who or what race they are? You can make a perception Nikki. check. Sorry, Nikki. that's the rules, man. Dems the rules. <laughs> make sure it's not that. Oh, <laughs> hey, it's a nine. We're getting closer. Okay. Excuse me. Um, from the distance that he's able to get the image to and the quality it, of light it looks like none of the 
people are coming out of the darkness. Um, so it's actually very hard to make out anything more than they are humanoid. I mean, can we make out, like, if they appear to be doing some sort of ritual? Like, are they dancing in circles or anything like that? Uh, you can make a reception check. All right. Because them's the rules, Theron. Same thing. It's a nine. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> um, they... You're not sure. Um, they're moving quickly. Some of them are moving around quickly, and some of them look like they might be building something. Hmm. Um, there's a lot, just a lot of different kinds of movement happening. Uh, but again, it's all inside the darkness, and so it's kind of hard to see exactly what it is. Okay. Can I make a perception check? Sure. What are you looking for? It's just the same things as them, basically, trying to see what they're up to down there. Okay. Twelve. <laughs> Twelve. <laughs> Rocking out that perception. At least you got double um, digits. <laughs> you, uh, do you just, instead of poking the globe out of curiosity? What? Do you do that instead of poking the globe? Do you go looking closer at it? I think I'm going to see whatever I see and I'm going to poke it. Okay. Um, and again, you can go look on the, the wall, the projection wall, um, rather than trying to squint down onto the <clears throat> lighted surface of the globe itself. Mm-hmm. And... Um, what you see is that there is a section where you think that they are definitely building some sort of palisade or wall. Um, but it's not around the whole of the circle. Hmm. <clears throat> Interesting. I'm going to poke it. Okay. You're going to poke the actual globe? Yeah. The, yeah, the, yes, okay. Yes. Ma- okay. Make a um, you have a plus save. forty or save. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep that. <laughs> so that is fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. Um, you feel a jolt as your your finger passes through where the edge of the light is, um, and you take six points of damage. Fun. I'm not going to show that I took six points of damage. Okay, we'll make a deception check. <laughs> Eleven. Okay, um, Isabetta <laughs> tries very hard to make it look like she didn't just get an electrical shock, but you guys think she probably hurt herself a little bit. I don't think I notice. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, then the the image of the man looks at Isabel and says, I hope you've learned your lesson. There's <laughs> my wasted natural 20 check. <laughs> Isabella's going to look him dead in his eyes and poke it again. Okay, make it a con save. 22. Okay, um, that's enough. You're only going to take three points of damage from that. <clears throat> the... Uh, the image of the of the band says, "One moment, please hold." And <laughs> no, it does. And he, um, anybody who wants to can make an arcana check about him. Uh, Fourteen. I got. I got to roll something above an eleven. Oh my god! Please. <laughs> I got a twenty-eight. <laughs> okay. Um, both Livy and Kishori think that this person is basically a um, recording 
of um, the Archmage's mind. So he's functioning like a virtual intelligence. So he's he's not really there, and he's but he's more than just a programmed image. Um, he's gonna zap me. <laughs> no, he's not actually. And you guys actually watch this. The the globe uh, magnification sucks back in, so you can see the whole of the planet again. And it spins really fast for a moment. He says, and it stops. And then you see. Um, that there are two other places where there are these beams of darkness coming out of the planet. And he says, the image says, this is troubling. <laughs> Did I break it? Um, no. Can, <laughs> yeah, the places that Isabetta poked. <laughs> Isabetta, you wrecked Wait, the world. Okay. Uh, no. No, can he give us coordinates for these three places? Yes. Okay. Um, the one place is the, the red hot structure, which is the eye of the Sahara. Mm-hmm. Um, the second place is um, in what would be uh, Yosemite National Park here in America. Um, and the third is the uh, Krakatoa. So it sounds like we have our destinations plotted out more or less. We just got to get there. Right? Is that my understanding? Am I understanding that correctly? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we should report back mm-hmm. on it. Uh... Um, the image of the Archmage says, um, is there any other um, assistance I can offer you today? Any other location you wish to view? Um, with with Lydia's bad arcana tech, does she think that he's... Uh, more intelligent than he is or does she think that he's just a programmed image uh she thinks he's a programmed image (laughs) okay so she just says no thanks and starts walking away okay show me the coolest dire animal you can find (laughs) the um the image closes his eyes for a moment and says of course one moment and the um globe spins again and then it zooms in someplace in um, Siberia. Down Siberia, to... you say? Yeah. Um, and it zooms down in until you see this giant, um, humongous white bear that's got the same bony protrusions from its uh, shoulders and its eyebrows along its spine. And he says, this is Orsak. The oh. dot the dire polar bear the last of his kind orsak you said <laughs> yeah gotcha i'm gonna write down those coordinates for a later date <laughs> <laughs> he is ancient and ill-tempered that's fine so am i <laughs> <laughs> you are ill-tempered yeah. i'm not sure about the ancient part but okay yeah, like, she looks like she's about 25. The ancient seems a little weird. <laughs> Don't worry about it. She's just going to wave, wave that off. <laughs> worried about it. That's my problem. I can offer you assistance with one more query. Ooh, we Is get there anything three. else you wish to view? Do you uh, know where any of the drow are? Uh, processing? <laughs> I am unfamiliar with creatures called drow. I apologize. 
If you find locations, if you find information on them, pre please bring it to me that I might learn. Yes. Um, can you... Uh, never mind. Thank you for your time. And Shori will uh, look to Isabella and like, okay, let's go. He holds his hand and he says, are you certain? No, you have no I'm certain. Thank you. Oh, very well. I do hope you'll come visit me again. I will, um, if I have more information for you. And then he bows to the guys a little bit, and the images wink out. Um, I'll turn and walk away. Okay. Are we going to have to sneak past this doctor? Um, you get out there, and the, the young man is there with a uh, equally young, pimply-looking, um, you think probably some sort of medical apprentice. <laughs> and they see you walking out, and like, oh gosh, I'm so glad you're okay. You know... She's going to start fanning herself with the pizza box that's been in her hand this whole time <laughs> and be like, just barely, but I think I'll survive. The knowledge that you can see the world can be overwhelming to some people. I, I, it's not the first time someone's fainted here. Oh, Please. I didn't faint because of that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't insult me. <laughs> uh, and the, and the kid looks a little confused by that, but says, I guess. He says, Please come again, I guess. We will, thank you. Maybe then, they let you out. Now, um, if Isabetta had spent any time looking through uh, the spells she was given, <laughs> uh, she would know that she has been given teleportation circle to get you guys <laughs> home again. <laughs> I see that. I see that now. <laughs> um, and I know you don't have it memorized, which is fine because you can cast it as a ritual. Um, which just takes 10 a minute. minutes. Yeah. Oh, and 10 minutes. It's about 10 minutes. Um, to spool up the energy, basically. And you can do that back at the central um, teleportation pad here. Nice. Is there anything else you want to do here in Rome? Any other places you want to visit um, before you go back? It would not be amiss if I wanted to swing by the Colosseum and check that out. Okay. Okay. There is... Um, there is some uh, very old, it's mostly actually old human technology here. Um, archeo- uh, architecture. Architecture mm-hmm. is the word I'm looking for. Um, that's left over from before uh, the, basically the great influx of gnomes from the south. And um, Colston is one of them. You can go there. It's actually in better repair here in fantasy Rome than it would be in the real world because magic bitches mm-hmm. um, and they are doing uh, you see that there is information that they do daily races here but not horse races they do exotic beast racing and can like we enter our so, own do I see any cool dire animals uh, there are no cool dire animals presently uh, what was that uh, uh, Sarah does it have does it say, like, what kind of animals? Like, what kind of exotic animals? There are, um, there's listings for, um, it's, it's weird. There's a, there's a couple of mm-hmm. brackets, excuse me, of animals. There's one that's all, uh, lizards. And there's one that's, like, running birds. And, um, there's a sign underneath it that says, coming soon, Flying races, we hope. Um, <laughs> we hope. <laughs> funding still in question. Um, and 
you'd see that probably another two hours there would be a race of it, it says lizards um but you're not really sure what that means lizards i am interested <laughs> but um if we want to go back and report our findings then we will do that i know that we're here on business and not on casual fun time you want you want to enter some races with your it. elk is that what you're telling me it, but we're here for business and not for fun time do you, do you think if acquired, I could race Earthsock, the ancient white polar bear dyer thing? Probably. <laughs> nice. No, that's our new mission. <laughs> Forget all this other plot stuff that Nikki set up for us. We're going to go get this bear. You know, you guys drive your own plot. It's really not a big deal. Whatever. <laughs> stuff will happen in the background no matter what you do. It's fine. <laughs> and then the world exploded. Um, <laughs> no, uh... Kishori will think about it for a moment. I was like, no, we got to keep on track. But she's happy to at least have seen the Coliseum. That was something that she's wanted to see. There's a lot more she wants to see, but she won't do it on this trip. You guys can come back whenever you want. Isabetta, for the first time in her life, casts a uh, teleportation circle. Safe. Um, I feel safe. <laughs> there's going to be no it. mishaps at all. Don't worry. And... Um, you guys find yourselves returned back to the um, Palace of the Golden Crane. What do you do? Well, we have to report back, don't we, to mm -hmm. Amunet? Mm -hmm. Yes. Give her the report as to what we found with the globe. Okay. Um, you let a runner know that you're back, and um, it's about ten minutes later when she appears and she's got a scribe with her again. Um, back in the library basically. And she settles down at the desk, spreads out the paperwork, and says, all right, tell me, ladies, what's the word? Um, well, we found, um, uh, well, we looked towards the eye, and we saw that there are people around there moving. Uh, it seems to be as if they are constructing a wall. Um, and we found some locations, too, that were of importance um and she'll look to lydia to provide that list because i didn't write it down <laughs> i i <laughs> hand her a little slip of paper that has those the three locations and just say there are more of them <laughs> i see hmm well i don't know what this could mean um are you are you three willing to go investigate this eye in the desert? Of course, I think if it's going to be <clears throat> bringing something bad upon our land, it would not do us well to ignore it. Very well. Now, the problem. And she pulls a map open um, that shows that northern area of Africa. And she says, from what you've said, what, what we've seen, the eye is here. And she points to it. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, when the colonists came and changed the cities there to their jungle locales with their magic, they also destroyed all of our old teleportation circles that the stewardship had maintained in the area. There are two places that are close enough for where we could get you. She says, you, we can either send you to Timbuktu and you can hire a caravan to take you across the desert. I 
from what I know, I estimate that would take probably close to a month to go overland that way. Or we can send you um, to the city of Tenga, just past the rocks of Gibraltar, and you can take a boat around to the colonists' capital of Nuskalon, and then go overland from there, which would take probably about six weeks overall. This is not a fast journey, unfortunately. There's no way for us to get you there more quickly. And then we'll, we'll set you up with whatever you need for either direction, but it's really up to you to decide which way you want to go. I am <clears throat> not sure I want to be on a boat with Isabetta for weeks. What does that <laughs> mean? You are so ridiculous. <laughs> I'm ridiculous. Yeah. Look at what you're wearing. Excuse me? You don't have to dress like a royal everywhere you go. God. <laughs> I mean, it's who I am, and I like to dress nice. I'm ridiculous. <laughs> uh, Amanette gives Isabetta this, like, cold stare. What about it, Amunette? <laughs> That's probably enough, Isabetta. <laughs> Isabetta's going to huff and cross her arms and say, I'm fine with whichever route we take. Well, that's one vote for either and one vote for Desert Caravan. Mm -hmm. Kishori, what is your preference? I'm leaning towards a caravan. Very well. I will begin preparations at once. Um, Plan for an extended, very hot, very bright uh, travel. Um, and I will make sure that Findir opens up the stocks for you. I hope you'll be able to leave within two or three days. And she makes a note, rolls up the maps, and heads on out. So you guys are need to prepare for a extended leave from your homes. Um, you'll probably be gone at least a month, if not more. Um, think about what you'll need for a... Uh, I'm going to mostly Red Light of Destiny this, but um, think about desert stuff um, and anything you want to get ahead of time to prepare. If you want to get some cool desert clothes, you know, whatever you want. Yeah, we need you may cool not desert need... clothes. Definitely. Um, and then we're actually going to basically stop here to give you guys time to think about what you want to get together and then... Um, we will continue okay. this next time. Cool. cool. Yay. Yay.